The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. And I am absolutely delighted to have you with us today. Whether you're listening to the program when it's live or downloading it late, later, you're always welcome. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. We have something really good for you today. Take a look, as I always say, at the Self-Improvement blog. Read the guest's bio, see his picture. There's some really good videos in the right sidebar, so be sure you watch them later. Um, there's a news reprint about students graduating who can't read their diplomas. Take a look at that. And I even whipped up an article about the importance of reading. I think it's a critical topic. <laughs> Have you considered reading to be a self-improvement tool? We haven't talked about it before, but it's critically important for so many reasons, especially in this electronic device-driven information age. But there's a problem. 26% of 12th graders are below the basic reading level. According to the National Association of Educational Progress, a 12th grade student performing at the basic level should be able to identify elements of meaning and form and relate to the, relate them to the overall meaning of the text. <laughs> I must be below basic right now. They should be able to make inferences, develop interpretations, make connections between the texts, and draw conclusions. They should be able to interpret the meaning of a word as it is used in the text. Kids who don't perform at that level don't have the skills necessary to perform simple, everyday literacy activities. Now get this, it's estimated that over the past 15 years, approximately 15 million high school students read below that basic level. About 70% of high school students need some form of remediation. 70%? I mean, that's unbelievable. The most common problem is that even though they can read the words, they can't comprehend them. Now, listen to this bit of information from the real world. 78% of proficient readers, readers at the highest level, 78% have employment. 56% of these basic readers we're just talking about are employed, not just a little over half. 
Only 45% of those reading below the basic level are employed. You wonder why we have problems in the workplace? What can we do to help people read? And what can we do to help people who can read the words but can't comprehend? Well, we're going to talk about that today, and we do have an expert with us. I always love it when when we do. Our guest today is Mark Slater, who is in Australia and now it's 6 a.m. on Friday. He assures me he's had a couple cups of coffee, so we're good to go. Mark has a first-class honors degree in software engineering, uh, and during his academic career, he received numerous academic scholarships and was offered a prestigious APA scholarship to complete a PhD at the Queensland University of Technology. That's really good because he's in software. It always helps. Before launching eReflect Software, Mark worked for top Brisbane universities and companies in the areas of research and development and product development. He also completed university-level studies in a diverse range of topics, including psychology, communication, marketing, and music. It is such a delight to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Mark Slater. Mark, welcome. Hi, Irene. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, thank you for that lovely introduction as well. I appreciate that. Well, it's always nice for my listeners to know we have somebody who really is an expert, um, and I'm really delighted. As you know, I I worked a little bit on your seven-speed reading course, and couldn't wait to have you on the show. I, I am so delighted. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Mark Slater? Okay, well, I guess uh, you gave me a pretty good introduction there, but uh, going back a little bit further than that, uh, when I first left high school, uh, my first aspiration was to become a rock star. So I actually studied music uh, for a couple of years, and I got to the age of about 20, and I started to feel that that, that wasn't going to uh, lead me where I wanted to go in my career. Uh, and around that time, uh, we were sort of experiencing the dot-com boom, and I felt that, uh, you know, my calling was software and computers and software engineering. So around that time, I, I started studying software engineering. And I, as you mentioned before, I, I worked in that field for a while, both in, in universities uh, and in, in research and development in, in some pretty uh, top companies. Uh, but I, I guess my passion was always uh, business, and I also had a, a pretty big passion for self-improvement. I was very in, into self-improvement myself. I was very interested in things like improving my vocabulary, and that sort of all came together. Um, and and that's when I started eReflect, and and the first product was the vocabulary building software. It's interesting that in this age of communication, your tools, the ones that you've developed, are specifically to help people communicate better, whether it's in the written word or spoken. Uh, And we need it so badly. There are a lot of speed reading courses out there, though. What made you think you could develop one that's better? And actually, you're at the top of the Google list. When you Google speed reading, you'll see Mark Slater's product. Uh, called Seven Speed Reading. Now, did did you think about having to compete with all those other ones? Well, I, actually, Irene, 
when we look to go into in, into a business as a company, um, if there's competition and there's a big market out there, we, we actually consider that a good thing. Uh, we, 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 we consider ourselves pretty good uh, software engineers and content developers and experts in various areas. And we really try, when we, we really try to innovate when we go into to make a new product. And looking at the, the other speed reading programs out there, especially the computer software, we felt there was a lot of room for improvement. We thought there was something we could really add to that market. Um, and we felt that we've done that. And as you mentioned, um, that's reflected in some of the reviews and ratings we've had online. Yeah, why do you call it, you know, to, to, to get things straight, why do you call it seven speed reading? Now, that's an interesting little name. Yes, well, that's, that's a very good question. When, when we were deciding what to call it, we wanted a name that sort of reflected uh, something about the software and also a name that was in some ways catchy and, and easy to remember and also, I guess, a name that reflected what, what the program actually does. Now, the software does use seven different strategies to increase reading speed, so we felt that, that the number seven sort of worked very well. Also, has, there's a bit of an alliteration there with seven speed reading, the S's, uh, which makes it a memorable name. And, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to get a, you know, the exact domain name that you want these days. So if you can come up with a unique, uh, catchy name that reflects what the product does, uh, then you're doing pretty well. So we're quite happy with that name. So what are, you, what are your demographics do you know pretty much the age of pe- the most people who use your program? Or, you know, do you see men and we- men or women more, young people? Because it okay. seems like a program that anybody could use. Okay. Well, we, as you know, we have a number of different products. For the, for the speed reading products specifically, most of our customers are, are professional adults. So we're talking about people who – yeah, we're talking about people who – you know, they feel like they're overloaded with information. They're trying to improve themselves, improve their career prospects, get a better job, improve their lives. And, you know, we're living in an information age. And one of the things you need to do is, is learn a lot more information these days. And people feel overwhelmed and bombarded and like they don't have enough time. And they're the sort of people who, who go out there and try to improve their reading speed. Um, so we find most of our customers are professional adults. But that said, um, you know, almost anybody who can read can use the program. There's, there's not too much of an age restriction there. Um, but we don't, we don't really target kids right now. We're mostly targeting professional adults. Now, it's interesting to me that with so many high school seniors, and, and I was really surprised to see that article, should you graduate you know, from high school if you can't read your diploma? I mean, that kind of boggled my mind, and I'm thinking, too bad you can't get your program in high schools, so, or, or, you know, at a, probably the junior level, so at least, you know, they can be at some proficient level of reading by the time they graduate high school. I, I, don't, I don't know how it is in Australia, but I, I think it's a really sad statement that, our reading levels are so low. Yes, and I think something else you mentioned in the introduction is is vocabulary and, and understanding words as well. And that, I think, is especially important for school students. Uh, there's no question about the link 
between vocabulary and income and success. There, there have been many studies on that. Um, I think the first one was a Johnson O'Connor study from quite a few years back, um, and that, that found a link between income and the level in, achieved in your career, uh, a direct link between those things and vocabulary. Uh, and I think there needs to be a bigger focus on reading and especially vocabulary in schools. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, you get a lot of vocabulary just in your reading program. but And I haven't explored the, vo- the vocabulary software. I'm a firm believer in a good vocabulary. Do you find that most of the, the adults, the professional adults who subscribe to you or who order or download your um, speed reading program, do they also get the vocabulary program? Um, look, there, there's, I think of the, the last time we checked the statistics, I think about 20% of our customers had more than one of the products. So we do get a lot of people coming back, either speed reading customers getting the vocabulary software or vice versa. So yes, there is definitely a, a big crossover there. And the sort of person who wants to improve their reading is also very likely to want to improve their vocabulary. And actually, um, especially when it comes to reading comprehension, vocabulary is very important in reading as well. If you come across a word that you don't understand in a piece of text, then that pretty much um, you know, ruins your comprehension for that piece of text. It's very difficult to understand a sentence if you know, a key word in that sentence uh, you don't know. I totally agree. And on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the Speed Reading Program. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Mark Slater, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Mark Slater, who has a dynamite company called E-Reflect that makes just great self-improvement programs in the truest sense of the word to help you with reading, with typing, with vocabulary, with spelling, you know, all the way, all the things you use to communicate successfully, effectively. We were talking a little bit about vocabulary and its importance, but I'd really like to go back and go into a little bit of depth about your speed reading program, Mark. It's called okay. Seven Speed Reading, and it has a number of components. Tell me, tell me, tell us what people get. What will they get? What will they learn from your program? Uh, it's really quite comprehensive, and I discovered some things about my own reading that I wasn't aware of, and I'm still working on it. I'm working slowly through your program. But it's it's really very good. Tell us about your program. Okay. Well, the program really is designed to to help the user improve their reading speed, and the goal of the program is to increase the re- your reading speed uh, threefold. Uh, that sounds like a lot, uh, but it's actually not as hard as you might think. the The average reading speed is somewhere around two hundred words per minute. Uh, so we aim to, to increase that to about 600 words per minute. And the way that's done uh, mostly is, uh, well, there's a, there's a number of different techniques and strategies that the software teaches, uh, but it's mostly about removing bad habits, uh, bad reading habits. So What I'll are some couple- of those habits? Okay, so I'll give you a few examples. So one is sub-vocalization. That's my biggie. Yep, so that's, that's very common. And it comes back to the way uh, we were taught to read as kids. Most people were taught with phonics where you sort of pronounce the, the, the letter sounds as you see them on the paper. And there's no real reason why you have to say the words in your head. And actually, if, you, if you're reading a novel or a very interesting story, you get engrossed in that story, you'll notice that you will just stop sub-vocalisation. You'll just get when you get lost in a text that you're reading, and you stop thinking about things. Uh, you often naturally stop subvocalizing, and the theory is that that this subvocalization slows down your reading because it involves a lot more cognition um, that isn't really necessary. Your brain is trying to produce the sounds for the words at the same time as um, as taking the text and understand it, and. A common myth about that is is that saying the words in your head somehow increases comprehension. Um, now we haven't seen any evidence of that at all, and you know the experience of our customers uh, and us personally as well is that uh, saying the words in your head doesn't increase comprehension at all, and if anything, it probably uh, inhibits comprehension. Um, I can give you another example. Another example is regression. So that's when you're reading um, and often due to a, either a lack of confidence uh, or, or one thing or another, you keep going back and rereading the same text. So you read a sentence and then you'll sort of go back halfway and reread half of that sentence. We try to get people in the habit of, of, of reading text in a steady flow so they can't keep going back over that text. Um, another method is learning how to recognize more than one word at a time, recognize groups of words. And the software takes you through a series of exercises that, that are designed to help you get practice in learning uh, in recognizing groups of words together. 
So that, there's some examples, and just those three things I've mentioned are probably you know enough to more than more than triple your reading speed. And it really does work. You have all kinds of different ways to learn, and I was delighted to see. This is one of the things that just really draws me to your program. You have so many texts to select from to do the work on learning to read faster and better. And if I don't see something there, I can put my own in. I think I think that's lovely. Yes, yes. and that's great because um, another thing we do is actually we uh, the software connects in the back end to the Wikipedia API, so you can actually practice your speed reading with any uh, any article on Wikipedia. And it's great to be able to not only learn how to speed read and improve your reading, but while you're doing that, also learn something at the same time. So one of the benefits we sort of, you know, promote is that while you're learning how to speed read, why not, you know, read something you're interested in at the same time and learn something in the, something else in the process. Yeah, and it seems to me that for those, for especially the young people who are reading at the basic level, which is really minimal, could really benefit from what your program does in terms of reading comprehension. What do you have built into the program specifically to help reading comprehension? Because I I know you do improve it. Um, Well, basically, all of the exercises um, give you a lot of practice in reading and taking in text. And just something, for example, like eliminating sub-vocalization or you know, being able to take in streams of text faster, that that naturally uh, increases comprehension. Now we we aim to at least maintain the same comprehension with the same reading speed, um, but many of our customers do find that when they learn these speed reading techniques, uh, that their comprehension actually gets better. Um, another way to increase comprehension is through improving vocabulary. And the speed reading course actually comes with a, a bonus uh, vocabulary program. It's not the same as our vocabulary software. It's, a, uh, it's an audio program that teaches, um, I think it's about 1,000 new words. So improving vocabulary is, is another great way to, to increase comprehension. Yeah, I, I think in communication, the most important thing is vocabulary. If we if we can't find a word, and in my age, I'm getting so I forget my words, um, I will confess. But a person who has a dynamic vocabulary and can can really use it can has all the potential to be much more successful. You're going to listen to them. Um, with more joy, <laughs> I guess. That, that, I that's that's right. And that, <laughs> there's, a, there's actually another another part of that as well. Your your all of your thinking and cognition is is completely reliant on language. So the more words you know, the more tools you have to think. It literally is the the substance that thoughts are made of. Language. So um, there's that benefit as well. You know, we have. I have a ten-year-old grandson, and my my son has a wonderful, wonderful vocabulary. And so we have these conversations, and we discovered that my grandson, when he was really tiny, started using these big words. He had no idea what he was using, but I'm thinking that's a really great start. 
And now he knows what they mean, and he has, at, at, at 10, he has a remarkable vocabulary. And it, it's really so delightful to hear it. Um, he, you know, he needs to speak a little clearer, but by and large, his vocabulary is impeccable. And, yeah, that's and, great. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I have to love it. You, your program comes with some videos. Tell us how you went about making those videos. That's a really nice guy that does those videos. <laughs> well, uh, basically, we, we put together a team of, of content experts and speed reading experts. Um, and, and Rick, the presenter, uh, was one of those experts. But he, he sort of had a whole team behind him as well. Um, the, the point of the videos is really to, you know, to, we want to be there and guide people step by step uh, to improving their reading speed or improving anything else that we're doing. And we feel that, you know, video is a great technology um, that we can put in software now that, that allows us to do that. We try to, we try to make people feel that there's somebody there teaching them. So we like to combine that video with the software activities so the teacher can say, okay, this is this technique, this is what we're going to be doing now, and then you go to a software activity. Um, we feel that's a much nicer way to learn with software than just, you know, either have some, you know, quirky little computer character speak in a computer voice to you or something like that. Well, it's much nicer to get it from that lovely man than from a robot, <laughs> I can tell you that. Yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's say I just purchased your program. I've downloaded it. I open it. What can I expect? I open it up. I have no clue. What can I expect? What are the sweet surprises that you have in that download <laughs> for me? Um, well, when, when you first open up the software, I mean, you get a very a nice introduction to the software uh, through the video lessons, how to use the software. Um, another thing is that, you know, we, we're always in contact with our customers by email, um, making sure that everything's okay, um, giving them support and, and some free information about how to use the software. Um, as I mentioned before, there's the, the bonus vocabulary audio program. And uh, like I said before, we, we put that in there because reading and vocabulary sort of go hand in hand and vocabulary sort of you know, helps people improve the comprehension side of things. And then the software will guide, guide you, um, I guess, step by step uh, through the, the strategies I mentioned before uh, to help you in- increase reading speed. How old do you think a person needs to be to use this program successfully? Because I'm thinking if young people had this before they hit high school, it would be such great benefit for them. Can someone younger than high school age, which would be what, about 14, 15, can, can they use the program? Yes, they, they definitely can. There's nothing in the, the software that, that's, that, I guess, in the, the tutorials and the lessons and the, and the reading methods. Um, we feel that um, someone, you know, even younger than 10, probably as young as 7, would be able to understand that. But I guess it, uh, for someone that young, it would depend on their, their reading level um, because we are teaching people how to read faster. So we'd expect that a user would have some level, you know, of reading before they start the training. Uh, but another great thing is that you can, you can train with any text. So if you're a 10-year-old, for example, you can put in a text into the software 
that that's suitable for a ten-year-old. And we also well, have you could put Harry the, Potter in there. Yeah, you can put Harry Potter in there and, and speed read Harry Potter. So, <laughs> so in in that sense, uh, yes, any age, so long as there's some level of reading proficiency there already. What about reading on? the computer on a screen does it help you with that as much as it helps with the printed page yes absolutely the the strategies the software teachers work either on screen or off screen and we actually um, have some courses in the software uh, some specific lessons on reading on the screen um, and the ergonomics of that um, and eye exercises um, and the various issues um, associated with reading on the screen so that's definitely something we we take care of. I like those eye exercises, by the way. And while we go to break, you guys can do a few eye exercises. We'll be right back with more with with Mark Slater. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist what if you could function from that space all the time what if gratitude is the key every time you are grateful for someone or something a new universe opens up What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Mark Slater. We're talking about reading, typing, vocabulary, and spelling. How cool is that? Speed reading in particular. These days, I don't know about other people, but most of my reading is done on a Kindle. So I'm really into e-books, and I find that the way I handle it is totally different than what I do with a book. Do you have any tips for those of us who read a lot uh, uh, of ebooks instead of print books, printed books? Uh, look, I think the, the the basic reading strategies are, are very much the same. Um, it depends what sort of device you're reading on. If you're reading on a, a Kindle that that has the e-paper, so the the screen isn't bright, it looks more like paper. Um, that that's a lot easier on your eyes. If you're reading on something like an iPad or a tablet, uh, we'd probably recommend 
you know, taking some more breaks, um, looking away on a regular basis, um, and giving your eyes a bit of a break. Uh, but other than that, uh, the, the reading techniques and strategies are, are, are very similar. And your program helps with that. I, I know it helps with that because I've gotten a number of good tips. What kind of feedback are you getting from your programs? You know, Do you know what your success rate is? You must have some feel for that. I know a lot of people probably get it and don't finish it, but my guess is that the majority do. Well, look, we, we have a lot of positive feedback from our customers. Uh, we have a, a help desk that's available 24-7 online, and we're always communicating with people on there um, for, for one thing or the other, whether it be you know, help downloading the software or technical support. But, you know, more often than not, people do mention that their reading speed has increased. And, you know, another, another positive thing is that we actually have a, a guarantee um, where if, you're, if you actually use the software and your reading speed doesn't increase, then we offer to pay you $50.00. Now, that, that might sound a bit crazy. Some people look at that and say, you know, what, are you guys crazy or something? You know, you're, you're trying to run a business and you're guaranteeing to pay people $50 if, if they don't get the result. Um, but actually, we, uh, we get less than a quarter of a percent of people asking for that, that $50. So, you know, That's something a pretty like good what, sign. Yeah, so like one in 400. And, you know, for that, we're, we're happy to give them the 50 bucks if they, if they used the software and gave it a go and it didn't work out for them. Um, then that's cool with us. We'll give them give them their fifty dollars plus plus a full refund. Um, but you know the fact that we only you know get a quarter of a percent requesting that is is a very good sign for us. Oh, I I, I would think that people who get into your program are very pleased with it if they're serious about improving their reading. Yeah, I look yeah. around, and everywhere I look, people seem to be texting. You know, I have one son who always has his thumbs on the keyboard, you know, on this little tiny phone. He's texting. He hardly ever calls. Um, sometimes I'm not able to translate his texting into real English because he uses so many abbreviations. What do you think is going to happen to us as a people when when we're we're abbreviating everything and typing with yeah. our thumbs well <laughs> look <laughs> that's a good question i think you know that there's, there's a couple of different sides to that um, i think a lot of this texting language came about you know in the in the previous decades when the 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 keypads on mobile phones were a lot simpler and people had to abbreviate uh, smartphones now have full query keyboards and, and do you know spelling suggestion and spell checking, so we may see an improvement for that reason. Um, I mean, the smartphone I use, um, I don't use anywhere near as many abbreviations because it's very easy to to type you know the correct spelling of the word, and as you're typing the word, the phone will actually suggest um, you know real words, not not abbreviations. Um, right, and there are, some of them are very intuitive now. So you start your word, and it's there for you to choose. Yeah, and look, I think that there's a vocabulary and a language uh, on the internet. Like there's certain abbreviations, like LOL. Now that that's fine. That that's a word that's you know now a real word. It's in the dictionary and what have you. So we're not necessarily against 
things like that, as long as they're used in the correct context. If you're chatting with somebody and you write LOL, that's one thing. If you're writing an essay at school and you use the letter U instead of Y-O-U, then that's a problem. Um, so I think f for one thing, it's about using, using that language in the correct context um, and not using it um, in everyday communication. Uh, and that's a big deal, especially in, you know, in professional communication. People judge you by how well you write and how well you, com you communicate. And if you're writing an email in business um, and you're using language like you'd use in a text message to you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend or something like that, then uh, we'd see that as a problem. So it's like anything. It's all about the right context. It's interesting how, you know, it's too bad you don't have a writing program, I guess, is where I'm headed with this. I got yes. I get a lot of guest articles for the blog, and I got one the other day, and I wrote back and said, I can't post this. You need to rewrite it. And she said, tell me specifically what's the matter with it. And I said, <laughs> you read the first sentence, and you tell me. I mean, the first sentence right. made no sense at all. Mm -hmm. And, and well, the rest of the article follows <laughs> well you know it's funny you should say that because one of the I mean we, we we're always researching you know different products that we can make and one of the possibilities we have in our short list is a program on writing and grammar so stay tuned you never know we might we might uh, we might have something there in the next year oh that's wonderful that's really well that was going to be one of my questions what's next you know, there's a number of programs that are supposed to correct your grammar, but they seem to make writing an article much more difficult. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit skeptical of some of those programs that sort of make suggestions and ch try to change your sentences. Um, often they, the suggestions they come up with aren't that great and they're sort of cliched and... Um, and they leave no room for any kind of creativity. You know, yeah. if, you, if you have a certain style that works for certain articles, you know, those programs won't let you use it. Yeah, the, the language that, that a properly trained human brain, the language that, that, that we can produce, um, I think it'll be a long time before a, a computer can come even close to that. So. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't recommend automating your your writing with those sorts no. of tools. I love that that properly trained human brain. <laughs> That's very interesting to put put it to put it that way. Yeah. What do you consider to be a properly trained human brain? Well, that's that's a very that's a very deep question. Um, but I, think, <laughs> I know. I think. I think. Uh, you know, I think it, there's certainly a lot we can do to improve. Um, and, you know, with something like grammar, um, a lot of it would come down to learning, you know, the basic rules. I'm, I'm not sure that, that many people know those these days. And, um, and also learning how to avoid the common mistakes about commonly confused words, um, you know, using, you know, Y-O-U-R versus Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. It's amazing how often I see people confuse things like that. So if we made a writing or grammar course, we'd probably be focusing on, you know, the low-hanging fruit, you know, the things that people can do um, quickly to, to improve their grammar and writing. What, do you, you know, what are some of those things that you think you could improve quickly, like being sure that, you know, Subject and verb 
Yep, yep. I think we'd, we'd look again. I mean, this is this is not a product we have now, and we haven't done thorough research in the area. Uh, but my feeling is that we, we'd probably be focusing on the common mistakes that people make. I think you can probably get a lot um, out of those, and and trying to avoid those mistakes, especially in in you know professional communication. If you um, start making um, silly silly grammar mistakes, uh, that's going to make you look bad. So going back to our you know a lot of our customers are professional adults. There'd be a lot of value uh, in them learning how to avoid those mistakes. Now, what about punctuation? Will you address that? Um, I think that would be something we'd, we'd look at, definitely, yes. You know, I, yes. I got an article again the other day, and it was filled with dashes and M dashes, and the person didn't seem to know that they were different. And I'm thinking, you know, I think they need to brush up a little bit on yes. punctuation here. Well, and it's, it's, commas it's, are another thing. Commas just seem to go into some very strange places. <laughs> yes, well, it's, inter- it's interesting that you, you know, that you form an impression of the writer based on uh, the mistakes they've made. So that's a good reason uh, to improve your writing and grammar. You, you notice all those mistakes and they say, you know, either they don't know or they weren't paying attention. So this is not really a serious project for them. That's my take on it. If they don't know and I can find a way to help them because they have something good to say, I will. But mm. if it's just like, you know, I slopped this together so I can put a link in, you know, I, I don't want the article. And I, I, I don't think I'm that different from other people who write blogs and have use of articles. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that, that you know, that there's all sorts of subtle things that you communicate when you're when you're writing, and um, you know, subculture and power and all sorts of things are communicated in very subtle ways. Uh, so I think it's very important to get these things right. I think that the the programs you have to offer are so important to our society where it is right now because we truly are in an information age. And, you know, my question is, how can we get more people to see that they need this? You know, people say, oh, I don't have time to learn that. I don't have time to look at that. You really don't have time not to if you want to present yourself well. That's right. And if you make an investment um, up front in something like learning how to read faster or learning how to type faster, that investment will pay itself off many, many thousands of times. And I will say so, that your products are so inexpensive. They're so... Uh, what do I want to say now? See, I've lost my word. They're so accessible in terms of price yes. that the big investment's going to be some time. That's, and that's right. certainly you're worth that time because at, it's going to get more, more and more important that you be able to express yourself well. I think that's where the big competition is. Express yourself both in writing because everything is in email now uh, and um, verbally. Yes, and because I think yeah, you're absolutely right. I think email has brought writing back. It's brought back the importance of writing. Um, before email was around, people weren't writing so much. They, they, they might write a letter or they might, you know, write a, 
a birthday card or something like that. But these days, everyone's communicating with with email, so that that's made writing all all, all that more important. On that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the Speed Reading Program. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Mark Slater saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Mark Slater. He's founder of eReflect, which is a, a company that makes self-improvement software to help you read, type, have a better vocabulary, and be able to spell. Mark, we haven't talked about spelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the spelling program. You know, I, in my mind, I immediately went to the spelling bee that kids do. Um, yep. Tell us a little bit about the spelling program and, and who uses that the most. Okay. Well, with the spelling program, the reason we made that is uh, we initially had the vocabulary program 
And we found that uh, a certain uh, segment of our customers were actually school kids or, you know, the parents of school kids buying the vocabulary software uh, to, to try and help with the, the spelling of their children. So um, after we found that out, we decided to make a product specially designed for spelling. So it has many of the same features of the vocabulary software, like managing word lists, keeping track of which words you know, which words you've mastered, strategies to learn the words. Um, but it has a much bigger focus on spelling. So it has activities and exercises uh, that are designed to, to help you with spelling. And there's even some games and uh, things like that that the, the, it might be a bit more interesting way to learn spelling than, than just uh, spelling drills. Are, are the schools beginning to use that now? Well, we, um, it's funny you should say that. We do get a lot of interest from schools, um, but up until, just, well, up until now, we actually haven't had a, a version of the software that's suitable for schools because they need um, a cloud or network version where the students can log in from any computer. Uh, rather than having to go back to the same computer. Now, we've just recently developed that program uh, for schools, so we're going to be starting to market that to schools um, in the U.S. when they go back in September. Fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, all my grandsons, oh, I have three. I don't have that many. I have three grandsons, and they all have a Kindle, and they all use them a lot, and it makes my heart happy. Um, mm. That's nice. <laughs> They're not spellers, but maybe I can see if they get that program. <laughs> what, what are you going to do in terms of, you, do you see a need to get into the schools with some of your programs? Because you know, I see the, all of your programs being so good for, for young people, you know, especially the, the ones in high school. You know, the, the typing I can see eighth graders doing typing quite easily so that when they get to high school, they really have keyboard ability. Mm. Yes. Look, we're, again, we're marketing the, we're starting to market the typing software to schools as well. Um, and that's something that's really going to kick off in September. And we really would advocate uh, the importance of typing uh, for school kids. And the reason is that if you can't touch type, it actually slows down everything you do on a computer. And it's very subtle, but, you know, if it takes you three times longer to type everything you type, um, that's a, a lot of, you know, wasted time that you could be using for something else. And learning and t t typing properly and quickly just makes everything, you know, more effortless and enjoyable when you're using a computer, especially for school kids where they might have to do research or write assignments and things like that. Touch typing is really an important skill to have. Now, when 70% of, of the high school students need some form of remediation, I would think that your program, even if they use it at home, not at school, or maybe especially if they use it at home and not school, would be of tremendous value. I'm not sure, mm. I'm not sure that parents are really tuned into the fact that their kids can't read when they spend so much time on a computer. Yes, I but, think I think yeah, I think that school should be doing this, and and kids should be doing it at home as well. I think it, either either way, or, or ideally both. Now, what's next for you? Now, I know you're going to be doing hopefully a, a writing program. 
Uh, what, what else do you have coming down the pike? Because you have some outstanding programs. Okay, well, we've got some really exciting stuff ahead. Right now, we have a, a team of software developers working very hard to get all of, all of our programs onto mobile devices, uh, like iPads and phones and tablets. Um, so that's one of the, the next big things we'll be doing. We hope to have that finished before the end of the year. Uh, we're also, as I mentioned before, um, starting to market all the, the cloud version of the software to schools. And moving forward after that, we'll be looking at releasing more programs. So we have a list of, of possibilities. One of those is writing, and we have some others we're considering as well. So lots of exciting stuff coming up. Wonderful. Um, are you ever going to be in the United States so you can go around and see some of these people here that need you so badly? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're actually in the, in the process of, uh, of registering a business in the United States and we will be setting up an office there. Uh, we already have one in Australia and uh, an office in Asia um, and we're looking uh, hopefully next year to have one both in the US and the UK. Oh, and you do have your programs in other languages, don't you? Um, that's something we're looking at. Um, the, the software, to some extent, can handle other languages. Like, for example, the reading software, you can, um, you can import or, or add a book in, in just about any language you like. Um, but right now, we don't have uh, uh, you know, versions of the programs in other languages. That's a very big uh, and involved project, and it's something we'll be looking at in the future as well. I somehow had it in my mind that you did, but I'm glad to know that you have that in mind. How can people reach you, Mark? Um, the best way would be to, to go to our website at www.ereflect.com, and there we've got all of the information um, to contact us. We've got an, an online help desk that's available 24-7, and there's also links to all of the different products we have and other information there too. Fantastic. We're right up to the end of the program. Uh, I just hope people will really take advantage of the things that you have to offer. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Mark? Um, I, think, I think a thought that sums it all up would be invest in yourself. Um, any investment you make in yourself is going to pay big dividends, um, whether that be through our programs or other programs or reading books or doing courses, whatever you do, you know, take some time every day to, to invest in yourself. If you're watching TV for three hours a day and not spending any time investing in yourself, then watch TV for two hours a day and spend the other hour reading a book. Um, oh, that's that'll a great pay, advice. <laughs> that'll, that'll pay, such great advice. That'll pay big dividends in the future. Uh, so that, that's, that's the thought I'd like to leave you with. And what a great thought that is. Next week's program, we're just going to chit-chat about all things self-improvement. So come back again next week. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Mark Slater, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, come back thank again you. next yeah. week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Yeah, thank you very much, Irene. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you. Loved having you. Thank you. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. 
Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.